What's everybody? Welcome in to the Wiregrass High School Football Report brought to you by DVO Strategies. This is your weekly look at all things high school football and the Wiregrass. I am your host, Philip Jordan, the in-studio host and producer for Dothan Woods Football on I-6.9, the legend. That's right. Did a little teaser a couple weeks ago. The show is back in full force. We're getting you ramped up for the high school football season. People saying, Philip, it's June, but the season is getting closer and closer. June feels like a long ways away from the football season, but it really isn't. So uh, we are getting it started up here today on June 12th. And I'm going to be joined fantastic conversation with the brand new head coach of the New Brockton Gamecocks, Jason Barnett. Uh, we will talk about just the last six months since he was hired back in December. Uh, what has he seen through the spring? What stood out to him about his team? Uh, what kind of offense, what can we expect from a Jason Barnett coach football team? And we'll, we'll get into him, why New Broughton, why he felt like that was the proper destination for him. Uh, we'll talk about a little bit of his uh, college playing days as well and ask him those two questions I like asking coaches here on the show. We'll ask him, what does he think when he hears the term Friday night football? And what does he enjoy doing uh, when he's away from the game of football. And we had a great conversation. It goes almost 40 minutes. I really think you're going to enjoy that conversation. But before we jump into all that, also let you guys know you can find me and the podcast. You can find me on social media at PJordanSEC. Podcast is available on Apple Podcast, And we are now on Spotify. That's right. So if you like using Spotify for your podcast, go check it out. And also move over to a new platform on Podbean. You can also check it out over there. I'll be posting a show over on my YouTube channel, Philip Jordan Media YouTube channel. Just hit the subscribe button, hit the bell for all notifications, and leave a comment on a video. I'll read it on a future edition as well. And remember, on Apple Podcasts, follow, rate, and review. Leave a review. I will also read that on a future edition as well. You can always email me at sports.philipjordan at gmail.com. Now, let's chat with the brand-new head coach for the New Broughton Gamecocks head coach, Jason Barnett. All right, buddy, joining me my first coach interview of the 2023 season. Uh, we're starting this thing up in June, as I said in the opening, but I am joined by the new New Broughton head coach, uh, Jason Barnett. And uh, Coach Barnett, I appreciate you taking the time. We're doing this on a Sunday uh, uh, to, to talk about you, talk about your team, New Broughton Gamecocks. Appreciate the time. Well, thank y'all for having me. I appreciate it, and it's uh, it's it's a good day to be a game cop. There you go, there you go. And so we're getting closer. Uh, everybody says, "Man, it's June." I said, "Football season's around the corner." Especially for you guys, I mean, it's, it's, it's you know summer workouts and then getting into August. It's it's a lot closer for the coaches and the players than it is the people just you know than the fans. But I know it, it's getting here closer. I, I don't know that it ever stopped anymore. Um, I, you know, and, and I think back to 30 years ago when we were in high school and things like that, you know, we, we didn't win a couple of days during the summer. But what I have tried to do here at New Brockton, which is a different situation than what I've been in the past, is, you know, when you're in a smaller school, you have to share athletes. And so when, with us, it's, it, it it never ends those guys that are football only guys and we don't have but a few of those we try our, I, I have pushed and pushed our guys since i've gotten here to do everything um we we really need that and um but but to answer your question yeah football is right on top of us and uh, like you said it never really ends for us because 
we're in the weight room at least every day, um, you know, at, at the very, very least. And then after that, it's, you know, then comes spring training, then comes, you know, the summer workouts and things like that. And with, with what they're able to let us do nowadays um, with the summer workouts, you know, we're able to put a helmet on during the summer and we're able to get out there and we're able to, you know, you're not really able to walk, you know, not walk through, but you're able to do stuff that uh, you normally didn't get to do back in the old days. And like I was saying about us when we were in high school ourselves, but, you know, that's one thing I, I applaud the High School Athletics Association for doing. And um, and now, you know, we're able to do OTAs. We've got, to, we're able to go and do things with other schools, other programs during the summer, if, whether that's seven on seven or doing OTA or whatever it is. So we've got a few of those scheduled for the summer. And, and uh, so, yeah, it, it's on top of it is time to start thinking about football. Well, uh, if you follow me on Facebook, Coach, I, I, I'm always thinking about football. I'm a watcher of the USFL and XFL <laughs> and all that stuff and the right. spring games and college and all and that, that stuff. So. That yeah, that has helped too. Having uh, you know the spring stuff with the XFL and USFL, and you know even the Canadian League stuff during the summer, and and you know that kind of thing. But it, it makes it makes for it makes the the time go a lot faster nowadays with that. So football's always on our mind. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So uh, the last six months, you got hired back in December. Just uh, sum up, what's the last six months been like for you? You know, just getting everything started uh, with New Brockton. I wish I could remember them. It has been such a whirlwind, and, and I, I, that's crazy to sound. But I had to finish up. Uh, my wife is also a teacher as well. So she had to finish up her entire contract at Citronelle High School. And so she just got here like a week ago. She finally moved to Enterprise with me, or, you know, outside Enterprise with me. And um, so it's, you know, I came on over at the end of March. My, uh, I came the week after New Brockton spring break was over. I started that Monday. Um, I didn't get a spring break this year. That's one of those funny things because I, I didn't start here till after their spring break was over. Mobile County spring break didn't start till after I was already over here. So I didn't get to have a spring break, but that's okay. And, uh, but, um, I had to finish out, um, you know, for a, for a, a large portion of my contract at, at Citron High School, Mobile County, but, um finally got over here uh first of april um and last week of march first of april and we hit the ground running you know we had to um you know it's been a i was hoping that our our weight room and so forth that's where we're so far behind um we are so 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 far behind in the weight room but we've got a long way to go but we you know the kids have bought in they have absolutely killed themselves since day one and uh and I'm excited about what the future holds there and you know we just got we've got to play a long catch up game. Oh and you know going through the spring uh and you guys you know had to practice this had spring game oh, what what did you learn most about the team? Yeah, and that was the thing too and and that's the other part of it. You know, anytime you come off an 0 and 10 season, we have got to we've got to get kids out. Um I have beaten the hallways. Um you know, I have I have I think every kid at, at New Brockton High School, um male or female for that matter, I have spoken to, you know, trying to get them to um be a part of this program one way or another, whether that's as as a player, as a cheerleader, as a band member, as a 
as a something, you know, to make Friday nights more enjoyable. So I have done everything in the world trying to, and I've still got a long way to go there. We, you know, I'm going to continue every day trying to push kids to come play, whether, you know, or do something as far as Friday nights are concerned. So um, it's just an overall experience. But we learned a lot about our guys. Um, we only had seven days. Um, it was a, a weird situation because um, when we started spring, I had to – I felt obligated to those kids that I had coached in the past to um, attend their graduation at Citronelle. So there was one day I couldn't do spring. Then the following Monday and Tuesday – I was on a Friday. Then the following Monday and Tuesday, I had to uh, attend my daughter's sixth-grade graduation at Excel High School. And then I had to attend my son's graduation from high school uh, at Excel High School on Tuesday. So there were three days in there. I didn't get to do anything with, with New Brockton and, and they totally understood and the kids understood. But um we did seven days in the spring and we finished up with a uh little squad thing on a Friday evening and uh the turnout from the you know from the key, from the from the, 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 the community was unbelievable. Um, I, I can't remember exactly what the numbers said, but it was about 500, 600 people there that night, maybe even closer to 700 um, people there that night just to watch us go through a little spring scrimmage, you know. So, uh, you know, what I learned about the, uh, the the team itself is that we've got a little more talent than I initially thought when I first got here, you know, just looking at the guys. And, but again, I didn't get to see them all because there were a few that were playing some another sport and that kind of thing. So I never really got to see them in the weight room quite like I would have, you know, any other time. But once we finally got the pads on and, and lined up and so forth, you could see that there was some there's some talent here. And um and I'm excited about it. Um the kids, you know, we were very basic in what we were doing because we only had seven days. But we we did everything we could we got in our base stuff and that was the most important. So and, uh, you know, and I remember, and I was looking through some of my notes from last year when I was looking ahead of last year's New Brockton team. I know last going into last year they had a lot of seniors. That was a lot of their, their guys had coming back. What, what what do you look like? I know, like I said, we're talking to June, and you're out there trying to get more players on the team yeah. as well, get more people involved. But uh, what what is that looking mm-hmm. like when you come to uh, upperclassmen and you know and all that? Yeah, we we're we're gonna have a. Um, I think there's ten or twelve seniors that'll be on the squad this year. Um, there's probably that many juniors um, as well, maybe a few more. But and after that, we've got a huge sophomore and freshman classes. Um, we've got eighty something kids that are dressed out, you know, in the spring, and um, and they're going through summer workouts with us now. And um, that is almost twice the size of what they started with the fall last year. So it's uh, it's been exciting as far as that's concerned. We've got a long way to go. Um, again, the kids have um, we've got to sell them on an on a vision for this program, and um, and it's something that you know once they sit down with me and we talk about it, you know we we usually come to an agreement somehow, some way. Um, and, and it's the thing again, you know this during the June month uh, month of June. Um, basketball and baseball, they take precedence because the HSAA allows them to compete or have competitions during the month of June for that. So I've got kids that missed um, three out of the two, two out of the three days last week that we worked out and did stuff, summer stuff. They were off playing basketball. Um, and, and I'm 100% okay with that because that's, again, that's one of those things that has to happen at a school our size. 
So, um, you know, I see that, you know, like I said, the, the, the class sizes were still disproportionate um, from, a, from a senior and junior class. But we make up for it with ninth and tenth graders, and so or what will be ninth and tenth graders. So um, you know we've got a long way to go There's a, in the program. Um, we've got a long way to go to build it back. But I think that if we just stay patient with it, and people just look at what there is out there, they'll realize that you know it's coming. We just have to stick with it. <laughs> Oh, and, and too, uh, with your team, and, uh, and I'm sure you've been asked this by other other media outlets in the Wiregrass, but uh, if someone comes out and when, when the fall gets here, when the season starts, what kind of a team, what kind of offense can they expect out of New Brockton? Yeah, we're going to line up and try to run the football. Uh, as, an, as a defensive coordinator, which is what I've been for 99% of my career, has been on the defensive side of the ball, um, the hardest thing in the world – to do is is you know or the easiest thing whatever you want to look at it from an offensive standpoint the the hardest thing in the world to do is to stop someone they can ruin the football you know um i think woody hayes you know the old ohio state coach said it best 100 years ago when he said that when you throw the football three things happen and two of them are bad so for some reason you know you got an interception or an incomplete pass uh, if you throw the football you know you got a 33 percent chance of being right well, in high school football, that probably reduces to about 10% because oh, the hardest thing in the world for some reason in high school is to complete the forward pass. You know, you got to have a good snap. You got to be able to throw a good throw. And then you got to trust that kid on the other end to catch it. And that don't always line up right in high school. Um, so if you can just hand off to somebody, that's the easiest thing in the world uh, to just hand the ball to somebody. At that point, hopefully your blocking's good and your running back's pretty good, and you got a chance then. So it, it, we're going to run the football, and we're going to try to control the clock. We're going to shorten games down, and you know, hopefully we'll give ourselves a fighting chance in the fourth quarter to stay with some of these guys. And um, you know, and, and you know, at that point, if you give yourself a chance, you never know what may happen. Um, defensively, we're going to base out of an even front. Um, at that point, we're very multiple defensively. Um, you know, we're going to line up and we can line up in a three man front. We can line up in a four man front. We can line up with five linebackers. We can line up with six linebackers. We can line up with, with six DBs. We can line up with five DBs. It just depends on the situation and who we're playing and, and, you know, and that kind of thing. So we'll be able to hopefully, you know, give ourselves a chance, um, every Friday night just from a, personnel standpoint and from a uh schematic standpoint all right and now i'm going to ask you a very talk show radio host style of question but it feels like whenever we talk football you gotta ask the question <laughs> okay. uh how, how's quarterback how's quarterback looking for you guys well we've got two or three right now that we, we we've, we've gotten two that went through the spring with us um dawson peacock and hunter white hunter will be a senior dawson will be a 10th grader um dawson is probably a little more athletic than hunter um hunter's just a bigger older kid you know what i mean um and they both are going to have their opportunities to play and so we feel like that we could be successful with either one of those guys um you know and whoever you know whoever you know is, is calling the first signal on you know the first snap on friday night maybe they not the same guy that's going to call it the last snap on friday night you know so um but either one of those guys can play other positions as well. So it's a situation where, 
you know, we're going to play them at quarterback. We're going to play them at wide receiver. We're going to play them at DB. We're going to play them at linebacker. We're going to play them at different places at the same time. So, um, and then we've, we've gotten a transfer coming in um, that uh, he's going to have an opportunity as well. Um, once he gets in here and he starts, you know, getting to work with us and so forth, you know, we, we want to see what he, what he brings to the table, you know? So there's always, we're always trying to do the best we can with what we got. So, yeah, the quarterback, everything always revolves around the quarterback. And, you know, it's always funny. I'm like, why don't somebody ever ask me who the starting safeties are going to be? But <laughs> but they always want to know who the starting quarterback is. Yeah, just, you know, you got you to have one of those football conversations talk to coaches always, you know, everybody wants to know what's going on with the quarterback. Oh, uh, it's, a, it's just one of those things absolutely, that comes with Absolutely, absolutely. Oh, so, that's right. And that's okay. Uh, let, let, let's uh let's go back a little bit so uh december you took the job uh, i just uh yeah. what was it about new brockton that said you know that led you say this is where i need to be this is this is the opportunity you know what, what was it about new brockton that led you that direction well well I, I, here's the thing okay so i was a i was the head football coach at citronelle which we, when i took the job we were five, five and i was the defense coordinator there for three years previous to being the head coach we were 5A. We were 6A when I first got to Citronelle as a, as a coordinator, and then we dropped back to 5A. And we stayed 5A for four years. Well, two of those four, I was the head football coach. And then we went up to 6A, and then we backed down to, back down to 5A. And um, I had made up my mind, you know, by the middle of the end of the season, you know, you just kind of always wanted to, um, as a coach, you know, you always – you know, the better, the bigger, the better, if that makes sense. And, you know, and, and I had, I had that wanderlust, if you will. Well, I, I was in that situation and realized that all that glitters is not gold. And so to take a word from Dan Seals, but, um, I, I just, you know, I, I started thinking about, you know, you're going to have the same type of problems, no matter where you are, no matter what the situation is, you're going to have the same type of problems. So um, is it is it easier to have less of them or is it, you know, whatever the situation is. So anyway, got to thinking back when I was um, still at Baldwin County High School as, a, as an assistant coach, I actually applied for and interviewed for the new Brockton job. And so came over and, you know, it, I, ultimately I didn't get the job, um, but and, and but it's always been one of those places that was in the back of my mind, you know. And so when I saw the job was posted for it, you know, that it was available, you know, I immediately applied for it and, um, and talked with Mr. Barkley, our principal and, and, um, and he he sat and came and invited me to come over and have an interview with him and, and, uh, and then brought me back another day and we sat down with more people this time. And, um, and, you know, it was a little, little more less formal situation day two than day one was, but, um, I had a great interview with both of them, and on my way home um, from here, that second time, he, you know, he called and and offered me the the, the job, and uh, and I think it was about uh, you know thirty seconds into that conversation when I you know agreed to take it, but uh, I did, it, it didn't take me long, but um, but it was just one of those places that it's always been one of those things where you saw it and you knew that it had the possibilities. It was successful before um can it be successful again and it's a challenge in that again going from which you know new brockton has traditionally been a two-way school for all those years 
and then all of a sudden you jump to 3A and, you know, and it's a struggle. It is a struggle. And then you look at the opportunity now where we're fixing to be a 4A school more than likely in a year or two, you know, when they redo the classifications for next year. So um, it's one of those things where it was a uh, an opportunity for me to um, to do what I enjoy doing, which is building the program. I loved, you know, getting my feet wet and, and you know, and those types of things and, and at least giving yourself a fighting chance. And so New Brockton was just one of those places when I came over back, you know, 10 years ago and, and looked around and, and, and so forth. It was it was completely different than it was the time I came back when I came back in, in late November, early December. And so, you know, the, the new baseball facility, the new softball facility, um, the way that they had done the park around, you know, the concession area and the bathroom area and so forth, the entrance to the football field, they built the, the new stands on the, you know, to swap sides with the home side and, and all that stuff. And it was just completely different. And I, and I told my wife when, when we came over, the first time and I said this is where I'm supposed to be this is exactly where I'm supposed to be and uh and it just happened to work out for us so uh I'm excited about that that fact and and I look forward to you know spending many years here at New Brockton and hopefully we'll be successful while we're doing it yeah I can feel the excitement and energy you have about that so I really think uh New Brockton they they, they got a really great guy to be their head coach oh um, now I told you when we uh set this up it'd be 15 I've gone a few minutes over 15 I hope it's okay I'm I got okay to... with that anytime I'll, I'll sit and talk ball with you all day long and talk about our our, our program all day long you're not bothering me at all today now <laughs> okay because I got like two to three more questions for you so I was making sure that was That's okay fine. So I was looking and I was you know, just reading fine. articles uh, when you got hired there and all that stuff. So I know uh, you graduated from uh, Escambia County, 92, uh, yeah. two years baseball yeah. at Alabama Southern, and you were a walk-on two years at Auburn. Uh, just what That's was correct. that experience at Auburn like? Uh, I'm thinking back. Terry Bowden was the coach. But uh, then you That's go from correct. a receiver on a college football team to defensive coordinator in high school. So just kind of like how all that went down. <laughs> everybody always wonders how that happened. And, and, and I was completely, uh, I played a little both in high school, you know, and uh, mostly wide receiver, but I did play a little DB and so forth. But, you know, it turned into, um, and I've said this a long time and not to say that I am, but your best court, your best offensive guys were once defensive guys. Your best defensive guys were once offensive guys because we kind of have an understanding of what works well against us. You know what I mean? We don't want to see what that is because we know we can't do anything about when they're in that. You know what I'm saying? Those type of things. So it just kind of worked out. Um, and and um, I was, like I said, I went to went to play baseball, enjoyed it. Um, I wouldn't trade it for any, my time in, in, in college for baseball to, for anything in this world. Um, but when I finished up baseball – I missed the game of football, and uh, so I said, "Heck, let's 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 see if we get it, can still do this, and 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 if somebody was willing to give us an opportunity, me an opportunity to continue to try it." And and uh, Coach Witt at Auburn at the time, um, which Coach Witt is still there as a in, inside of Tigers Unlimited and so forth, and everybody in the world knows Joe Witt was there for, you know, he's been there for um, going on forty years now, but. Um, but Coach Witt, I called Coach Witt and said, Coach, um, you know, I would love to have an opportunity if it's one available to come to Auburn and, 
and try to play football again, you know, which they wanted me to two years earlier. But you never know, the doors closed or whatever, you know, so forth. But he absolutely opened his arms. He said, Jason, get here in a heartbeat. So I actually left Monroeville one uh, Friday afternoon and uh, with my transcripts on a, a, a handwritten piece of paper. I'll never forget it. A handwritten piece of paper from our counselors and the uh, uh, the president slash uh, chief financial officer, whoever it was, whatever Dr. Chandler was at the time, he kind of had it wore every hat at Alabama Southern back then. But anyway, but he uh, he signed off on it and like stamped it or something. You know, this is you know as as as, as official as it could be because I had to get in re- really quick. And um, so I took off and left Monroeville that day and drove to Auburn with my uh, with my handwritten transcript. You couldn't do that today, 2023. A little bit different in 1994, obviously, but. Uh, but anyway, um, I showed up and started workouts um, that following. I was enrolled um, the following day or that afternoon. I got enrolled and uh, the uh, started workouts the following Monday. Uh, I had no no lap time. So anyway, it was fun. I enjoyed it. Um, my the the yes, what was my my memory of that? It was or what my thoughts were of Auburn at the time and how that was. It was painful. I wound up having three knee surgeries while I was at Auburn, and um, and it, uh, it 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 derailed a lot, which my athletic ability probably had more to do with that than anything. But uh, uh, but no, it was it was fun. I enjoyed it. Met a lot of great people um, that I'm still friends with today. Um, you know, some of these guys from the Wiregrass. You know, um, uh, Mike Pelton was a player at the time at Auburn, and. Mike and I have continued a relationship as he went into coaching and coaching at Auburn and Georgia Tech and Troy and places like that that he had been. Um, so, you know, yeah, it was it was great. Um, I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world back in those days. Yeah, so you were coming in after the undefeated season then uh, they had – Yes, uh, yes. I came in. That's correct. I came in, and it was always funny because I had an opportunity – to do coming out of high school, I could have either walked on at Auburn or Alabama. And uh, Coach McCorvey, who was the wide receivers coach, Woody McCorvey was the wide receivers coach at Alabama at the time, and um, and so forth. And he wanted me to come to Alabama as well. And so I couldn't have gone wrong in either situation. I just grew up in an Auburn family, you know, and um, that was my connection there. Um, so I just couldn't help myself, you know, when it was all said and done. But uh, but either way, I could have gone to Alabama my freshman year. We would have won a national championship at Alabama the next year. Um, Auburn goes undefeated, um, you know, and uh, unfortunately for the uh, NCAA sanctions at Auburn at the time, they didn't get a chance to, you know, play in a bowl game and, and you know, continue that. And then to go, you know, we go nine, one and one the following year. So it was a 20 game win streak and it was a, it was a great time to be an Auburn Tiger. I have to tell you that. And I always just weird when I hear those old records. It was with high school too, you know, which we see it in the NFL when you see that one with a tie. It's just, you know, everybody knows. I know, right? I know, right? I know. That, that Georgia game still is a honer because it was kind of one of those things where after that happened, like it was almost like the bubble burst, you know, and we go into, we go to Legion Field or, or yeah, still Legion Field at that time. We went to Legion Field the next week and played Alabama and, uh, and got beat. And, um, so you kind of, I felt that you know knew it then when the Georgia tie happened. Uh oh, what happens now? You know, but uh, but anyway, but it was it was fun, man. It was great. 
So uh, the close thing, I mean, I told you uh, before I hit record, but I had uh, two questions I like to ask coach, especially first time they've come on the show. And uh, the first part of the question, just uh, when you hear the term, the phrase, or, you know, whatever you want to call it, Friday night football, what comes to mind to you? Uh, the atmosphere and the popping of the paper. It's one of those things, and the popping of the paper is when the, when the team runs out out of the tunnel the paper whatever the cheerleaders are holding up the banner you know whatever it is that moment when the kids pop the paper and you know there's nothing like it whether you're from a playing or standpoint and i've said this a lot over the years that you know old players we get addicted to that adrenaline rush you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and once our time of playing is over you do everything in the world to try to feel that way again. And that doesn't always happen. You know, you're, you go to work every day and, you know, you can go sit in the stands and you can go enjoy it, but there's nothing like that. That, that feeling still doesn't exist. As a coach, you get just as close to it as you possibly can without it actually being you popping the paper, if that makes sense. So it, that's to me that is the 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 overall Friday night experience is when those lights pop on, the kids pop that paper, and the band strikes up the alma mater, the fight song, whatever the fight song. I guess most of the time when the band pops on the fight song, and the cheerleaders running out, and the, you know the, the crowd's going crazy on both sides. There's nothing better than that. Yeah, I agree. Just you know when I have it. Uh, don't get to go as many as I used to because I'm a producer for the Dothan Wolves game. So I'm, I'm in the radio sure, studio sure. for most of it. When I do get a chance to go to one, it, it's even sitting in the stands. It's just, there's something different about high school football versus the uh, the other forms of it football. And, and the thing is, is that, that that color on the helmet, that color on the uniform, that, that name across the uniform or that sticker on the side of the helmet, you're playing for that. You know, most of these kids grew up and wanting to wear that helmet, wanting to wear that uniform, be a New Brockton Gamecock or, you know, wh- whoever it is, and a Scambia County Blue Devil. Uh, you know, growing up, that's that's what I wanted to do, you know. I wanted to be a Blue Devil when I grew up. And, you know, and so it was just – that's just the, 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 the thought that is always there that you're playing for something more than just yourself and even those guys beside you you're playing for something more you know and and i hate to say it um you know college the college game was very similar up until about a year or two ago when this nil stuff copped on and i'm not going to get into all that but you know you're going to start seeing that with the transfer portal and nil that the college game is going to become more of a pro game than the high school game you know we used to have a lot more similarities between college and high school than college and pros did. Now you're going to see more of the college game heading toward the pro side of things and less of the high school. So high school is going to be the last beacon of hope, if you will, for hometown pride, um, you know, playing for more than, than a paycheck. You're, paying, you're playing for that hometown pride. And so um, that's something that, you know, it can't be beat when you, when you get down to it. So. You know, and my last question, uh, uh, when uh, you get a chance to get away from football, what are some things uh, you enjoy doing, uh, you know, kind of outside of that? 
Yeah, well, number one is I love to spend time with my family. Um, you know, I don't get to spend enough time with them, especially during football season. Um, but I spend as much time as I can with my family, my kids, and my wife. I, I love them to death, and, and, and I appreciate what they give up for me to continue to do what I'm doing because it is a it is something that they're giving up. They're giving up their time because of my time constraints. But aside from hanging with my family, which I try to do that, you know, and do my hobbies at the same time. And thankfully, um, I enjoy, I love hunting. I love deer hunting. I love duck hunting. I love turkey hunting. Um, I will, I will hunt. Um, if you probably go inside the house and, and turn on one of my TVs, it's probably on some type of hunting show right now, but, uh, I can sit there and I can relax. I know what's going on there. It's not the, the craziness of the world that's going on. Um, you know, that I don't need to know about, um, you know, what's happening in this political aspect of things or, you know, what's going on. I can turn on a hunting show and I can relax. <laughs> but, uh, but that's the same way I feel when I'm in a tree stand or I'm sitting out there enjoying God's creation because, you know, nature is, is the best uh, therapy that there's ever been. And I'll, I'll go to my grave. I'll die on that hill, if you will. But uh, I enjoy doing that kind of stuff. And I enjoy fishing. I do love fishing. I don't like it as much as I do hunting because I can't see the animal I'm trying to catch. <laughs> but uh, most of the time when they're underwater, I can't see them. So I don't, I'm just trying to throw something out there and hopefully something catches it, you know, or something bites it. But, uh, but at least when I'm actually hunting, I can see what I'm doing. And um, so anyway, but no, I love to hunt. I love to fish. Uh, a lot of people, you know, in my, in my profession, they like to play golf and things like that. And I don't play golf. I, I've never been a golfer. I'll never be a golfer. Uh, I have played five times in my life, and all five times were in a golf tournament at Citronelle High School. So um, I'm left-handed, and I never would buy any clubs, and I didn't know anybody else that was left-handed to let me try them. And so, but uh, sadly enough, uh, uh, there was a, a one of my coaches had a set of left-handed clubs that he his son had gotten rid of, and he still had them, and. Um, he made me play. <laughs> so anyway, so I don't, I don't do any of that kind of stuff, but, uh, I love to, you know, I, I grew up on a farm, um, in Escambia County. My family's always had cows and things like that. So I enjoy doing that stuff, you know? Um, and it, and it's the same thing kind of, I, I can't be at the farm every day. So I try to take a lot of pride in our facilities to school um so you know mowing grass and spraying for the bugs and the weeds and things of that nature it's you know that's second nature to me so i enjoy doing that stuff it's not really work it's almost a almost a peaceful time for me so that's my other passion i guess you will is, is riding tractors and and so forth and and uh again i just like my peaceful time i guess you say yeah, you know, I think a lot of people do that. And fishing is actually a very popular response to this question when I ask coaches that. Fishing is one of the one of the main ones. Golf is too. So I mean, you, you don't like golf, but you did mention it. So I will say, I guess it counts uh, as one yes, <laughs> that's I, mentioned in I, that question. I know us too well. That's the problem. I know I know us too well, and and, and the things that we it, it it goes back to competition still. Golf is still a competitive game, you know, and so it gives it gives that it gives that coach an opportunity to still try to be competitive in something. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. uh, you know the great Tim Wilson, the comedian Tim Wilson. He he always <laughs> uh, again not knocking golf. It's the hardest thing I've ever done, and that's why I don't do it. 
But Tim Wilson always said, if an 80-year-old man could beat me in something, it's not a sport. <laughs> and I always laughed about that fact. But it's, it's the truth, though. You know, the older you get, it's almost like the better you get in golf. And not just from because you've been playing it longer, but I think it teaches you patience. And, you know, the older you get, the more patient you become and more mature you become. So I think that's something that, that, that it fits well for us as coaches to do. Yeah, it, it, like I said, it's competitive. So I, I'm going. I'm going to wait till I'm about fifty. I'm going to start playing golf then. If it's supposed to get better as you're, you, you know, go. you get that's older. That's the best idea. That's the best. That's the best way to do it, man. Absolutely, absolutely. Because you're not quite strong enough at that point, maybe to break the clubs, and you're not far enough, and you're not strong enough, maybe to throw them back in the water and things like that. So you might be better off to wait till you're fifty. That's a good point. Great point. <laughs> so uh, uh, before you know, I'll let you go. Just you know, and <laughs> we like I said, we said fifty. And we've gone over thirty. But it's been a fantastic conversation with you. I, I hope I don't mess y'all up. I, I'm, I'm good. I'm a talker now. I, I will hey. talk about our program any day of the week. Absolutely. You know, this is no knock on radio because I do that and I enjoy radio too. But with podcasts, we we, we can kind of go as long as you want. Right. So, <laughs> there's no commercials. I don't hey, have to. I like it. I like it. I don't have yeah. to cut you off and say, "Hey, we got to go commercial break." We can just keep on going. But uh, you know, <laughs> I go play. Oh. Yeah, so that that is that is the good point, uh, good part about pod, podcasting versus doing a, a radio show. But uh, yeah, anything out there that I, I didn't ask you, or you would like to talk about, you know, your program, the community, you know, anything involving around the Brockton Gamecocks? Yeah, I I, I want to say how thankful I am for the community um, from the moment I got there, and even before that, you know, when I was still at Citronel, but I, I had to come over, you know, once a week or so. Uh, but the community has reached out just and opened their arms to me and my family, and I am so thankful for that because, you know, we picked up and we moved, and um, you know, and that's a that's a, a big ordeal, you know, trying to find a house, trying to sell the house you were currently living in, you know. Meanwhile, holding down a job with the kids and everything else that goes on, it's been such a blessing to us that the people of New Brockton um, have have just opened their 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 arms to us and the administration and the faculty, everybody. Um, you know, the 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 whole idea is just blown my mind that these people that don't know me from Adam's house cat can open themselves up to me and and allow me to enter their world and so and and my wife for that matter my whole family but it's just it's just been an amazing thing and i'm so proud of that fact and 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 they're hungry the kids are hungry the the community is hungry the school is hungry um everybody is hungry for us to be successful and we're trying our best to fulfill that for them and hopefully that will come to fruition and you know we're gonna we're gonna go every friday night you know we're gonna go down swinging um we we're not gonna look at any third strikes we're gonna go down swinging and um you know and if that happens it happens if we make it we we connect we connect if we don't we don't we're going to line back up next Friday night. And we're going to take our cuts again, you know, um, to use that old baseball analogy. But that's, you know, that's just the way it is. And, and again, um, you know, like I said, we've got a long way to go. Patience is the key at this point. And, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day. Uh, that's the most overused statement in the history of mankind, I think. But it is true. Rome wasn't built in a day. The problem was it didn't take but a couple to tear it down. 
if that makes sense. So we've got to start rebuilding. And, you know, what comes out of the ashes, we'll, we'll see. But uh, I'm, I'm excited about where we're headed at this point. The, the, the kids, you know, their participation, the participation numbers have been uh, off the charts for, for that. And, um, and, it, and it's growing every day. I had a kid, uh, we worked out our last, what we did last week was Thursday, and uh, we give them Friday and we give them Monday off every week. But Thursday I had a kid show up um, and wanted to play. And um, I said, where were you, where, where, where were you during the spring? Because he was in camp, on camp. You know. And his response was, you know, Coach, I just wasn't sure yet. And I get that. I completely get that, and I completely understand that, that these kids are – still not sure about playing still. And so, but when they saw the, the kids coming through the hallways and the, their friends and, you know, the, they came out and watched us play that night and things like that, you know, we're going to do our bed le- dead level best to have fun while we're playing. You know, um, it's, a, it's bad enough from a day-to-day grind, you know, to, to, to these kids that, you know, it's work. It's a hard, hard game to play. But it's so rewarding at the same time. So we've got to do our best to let them have fun while they're working. And if you ever get to, you know, which in your case, you you enjoy doing your day-to-day job. If you're having fun at that job, you're going to be a lot more successful than you are if you're miserable. And if you're miserable, you're looking over your shoulder or you're looking across the, the, across the fence to that greener pasture over there and wanting to get over there instead of where your feet are. And so – we're doing our best to try to get those kids to have a good time while they're playing, and um, you know, and and hopefully that will continue. That sounds good. I mean, and I'm uh, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I'm looking for seeing uh, uh, how you guys do, and uh, with there at New Brompton, I'll be wishing you all the luck uh, uh, on the upcoming season, Coach. And I appreciate this. Uh, we've almost gone 40 minutes uh, here on this uh, conversation. I appreciate <laughs> uh, you taking the time out to come on, and uh, I'm sure we'll uh, we'll chat some during the season. But I do appreciate it, and I hope we can do this again sometime down the road. Philip, thank you for having me on. And anytime you want to talk ball, just give me a holler. I'm, I'm more than it. I'm more than willing to talk. So I look forward to it. And thank you for what you do for football coverage or and just coverage period for our high schools in the Wiregrass. Thank you so much for that. All right, and once again, thanks to Coach Barnett for coming on this edition, the first regular edition of the Wiregrass High School Football Report for the 2023 high school football season. Now, I will let you guys know there will not be a show next week because I usually record these shows on Sundays. Next Sunday is Father's Day. So, won't be doing a show next week, but the following week there will be another new edition of the Wiregrass High School Football Report. Remember, you can follow me on social media at PJordanSEC. Podcasts available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. If you're on Apple, please follow, rate, and review. Leave a review. I will read it on a future edition of the show. Also, over on Podbean as well is another place where you can listen to the Wiregrass High School Football Report. You can watch it. Check it out over on my YouTube channel, the Philip Jordan Media YouTube channel. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the bell for all notifications. Please leave a comment on the video and also read that on a future edition as well and you can email me at sports.fieldjordan at gmail.com everybody has a great rest of your day rest of your week i'll talk to you guys in two weeks for the next edition of the wiregrass high school football report till next time bye-bye